Welcome to the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio, the podcast for talent acquisition aficionados, HR lovers, and recruitment professionals out there looking to get inspired and challenge traditional approaches to hiring. Here, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the recruitment process, engaging fresh talent, managing tough internal hiring dilemmas, and of course, the future of talent acquisition. I'm your host, Sim Samra from Recruitee. I'll be quizzing the experts, asking the burning questions, and of course, bringing you great guests each episode. By the end of every episode, we'll offer a few hypotheticals and of course, tips to take back to your team and workplace. Welcome. Um, Thank you, Akbar Karanga, for joining me on this podcast about recruitment marketing. I first of all want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you work as a talent coach. Tell me a little bit more about what you do and what your team structure is like. Thank you for having me, Sim. So, yeah, currently now I'm at Founders Factory. We are just focused on giving power to founders. So my day-to-day looks like half of it directly recruiting for super early businesses in their founding team, uh, the first two or three people. And on the other side, we have a portfolio of companies who want to come through us through our accelerator and advising them, coaching them on how to just do talent better, but a little bit less hands-on. What do we look like? Um, We are one of the largest teams in the incubator VC space, so around 70 people in operations, and that's experts from like 10 different specialities. So salespeople, growth marketing, product, design, the whole gamut, what makes a young business successful, people on talent like me as well, we are focused on getting them better. Excellent. I want to start off with asking you what you think the key elements of a successful recruitment marketing plan looks like and how companies can benefit from creating one. It's important because you need to have that mentality, just like how you would go to market for your your B2C product or your B2B product your business does. Mm-hmm. Notions around cost per acquisition, click-through rates, um, what's your total addressable market, all these are important considerations that you need to think of before you start saying hello to potential candidates. And then also looking at the collateral that you have, what are you trying to say? Is it nice? Does it actually reflect what people actually think about your brand? There is also a consideration what you put out there for a potential customer is sometimes a little bit different from what you want to say as uh, a potential candidate wanting to join your business. Alongside recruitment marketing, effective candidate nurturing is one of the most powerful strategies in a recruiter's toolkit. So what I want to find out from you is um, what do you think recruiters can do to improve their content and nurture campaigns that still keeps them connected to leads who have applied for their jobs in the past? I always laugh. So recruitment is one of the few places where we pay for a lead, i.e. that application that comes in. And then whether if they are not the one or two people that get the job, we forget and then we start again. We pay for another lead, this time more expensive with an agency. It's like, whoa, what's going on? So I would encourage people to employ a system of tagging through candidates through their interview process. 
Do you have any experience in using candidate personas as a basis for your recruitment marketing campaigns? If so, what are some best practices for getting these personas right and making the most out of using them? So we looked at who was successful in our business um, and in terms of um, value. This is this is a preview business, not here at Founders Factory. How long they stayed with the business and what value did they add? And then we said, what type of person were they? So we had four different personas. Um, they were at different life stages and they had different motivations for saying yes and staying. So then we asked that cohort of hypos, okay, talk us through your candidate journey. How did you find us? What was the publication? We then increased the marketing spend on those four personas. So for example, this was a education brand um, asking people, do they want to spend one year at least in education in China? Mm -hmm. So one persona one was maybe somebody who super experienced in the education sector in a US or UK state school. They were frustrated with the admin around um, their day-to-day work and they felt they were separate from their students. That's one. Compared to another persona was young people looking for adventure and had some sort of interest in Chinese language or culture. Those two were completely different. One was looking at our Instagram um, campaigns. How do we work on that? Well, the other one, we looked at traditional teaching publications and having newspaper adverts. I get a lot of questions around um, candidate personas as a basis for recruitment marketing campaigns, because I I think people have a hard time um, really understanding, getting to grips with it and how to sort of begin. Any sort of tips you can provide in being able to do that effectively, just even knowing where to start is super useful. Most people, for example, I look at tech hires, for example. We always write super professional adverts um, using very exact um, English. And then when you go to the dev team, everything is an acronym. Everyone's super relaxed. Half the people are, depending culture in terms of their dress, more, more relaxed and they talk about certain things. So why don't you just have a job advert that is in plain English, uses emojis and makes inside jokes about the tech space or just general stuff that they talk about so take that same energy add a bit of personality to it jazz it up (laughs) yes um think about on your on your slack channels right now in everyone's office Mm -hmm. there's a meme channel there's a latest tv program channel there's a cookery and food discovery channel there's a football there's there's something there that actually speaks to what people really do and talk about at work let your adverts try and match some of that energy. A recruitment marketing software stack is clearly a necessity nowadays. What is the ideal setup in your experience? What are obligatory pieces of software and what are nice to have? Okay. Um, Essential is an ATS with ideally um, automatic pushing to job boards. Okay. So that saves you time. And um, that draws that able to just open the top of the funnel and analyze it after. Look for anything that has some sort of scheduling tool, ideally baked in, but there are others that you can add on board to move the needle from initial introduction to first call. That is where you just need to bring down that time. 
anything after that is, is difficult. Um, the, regarding, I know this is super boring and unsexy, but scheduling is actually, when you look at it, it can take up to two to three hours of your work week scheduling interviews and making sure people are in the right places. Wouldn't you like to have two or three more interviews in those two hours? Yeah. Nice to have. It, it depends on what your stack has in terms of, uh, we mentioned about nurturing. Some solutions have a CRM piece where you can track and tag and revisit in terms of batch messaging and seeing open and close rates um, around those campaigns. But that is essentially a nice to have because if your tagging is good enough uh, and you do give yourself reminders, you can just go back. Um, so as I mentioned, our six-month and our 12-month catch up uh, with people we tag as potential future. How easy is it to train recruiters to understand this whole tagging system with customer relationship management? How do they start doing this? How did you learn to do it? So I learned it because I come from an agency background. S3 is the family of agencies I used to work for. And they are famous for having world-class training in-house. So I'm super lucky in terms of that start of the journey there. Don't make it top down. I suggest if you are a manager of a recruitment team, mm-hmm. highlight the pain. So choose a super weird role you recruited a while ago and get your team in a room together and say, hey guys, we're doing it again. Let's search together. And then look at and see your team. How would they start looking? Yeah. What would they search as well? What are the Boolean searches they naturally go to? So and then just go, how difficult was that? So get them to scorecard it. And then sell the dream on, okay, so if we have a tagging system that we all agree to use, so again, elicit from them, well, how would we say we like somebody? What would we call somebody who is, is a bad culture fit? What should we call somebody that is quote-unquote a silver medalist? Then get the, so you get the buy-in there. And then in weekly chats and monthly chats as you go on going forward, questions around your one-on-one should be, okay, so how are the silver medalists going? Give me the numbers around that. So make it something that is relevant to their performance that they refer to it. Well, so I think it's interesting for people to know um, exactly how the process should go because it's easy to talk about these things. It's not always easy to, to get the information on how to actually do it. So, <laughs> Sim, that's an absolutely great point. So I think there, there's loads of people who are super senior and sometimes share knowledge on strategic things. I'm, I still keep my hands, I'm still hands-on in terms of recruiting roles. I still think tactical and anything that I'm potentially suggesting is because I've made two mistakes off the back of one of those things I'm suggesting and I learned how to do it slightly better. Nice, thank you. Um, most people think of the awareness, attraction, interest and application stages as valid stages of recruitment marketing. When looking at the recruitment marketing funnel, however, it doesn't stop there, but continues into the interview and hire stage. So what are some good ways to stimulate advocacy for your firm at these later stages? I've seen really interesting businesses just actually explicitly say what is their interview process. So otter.com, O-T-T-A, don't work with them. I just notice on their website, they give a really clear who you'll speak to, how, when you can expect things. And that already puts uh, the candidate in a positive frame of mind in terms of what's going to happen. 
give your hiring managers as much support as you can in terms of your time, if they are more wanting to pull you to the side and ask for advice, or documentation around semi-structured interviews. So you don't have to be prescriptive on what they'll say. Give them a bank of four or five questions that test one of the values or business outcomes that you want. So that already in place, they're not thinking of answers to uh, questions to ask. They're actively listening to what the candidate is saying. Give yourself an absolute religious time period that you would commit as an organization from hiring manager to the recruitment team when we will get back with feedback. That is an SLA that we have written down together. And then at the end of the process, have some sort of MPS survey or any kind of feedback survey for candidates who went through the process, candidates who applied and were a no, even candidates who said yes. One of my last businesses two years ago, we looked at that MPS just as religiously as the MPS for our current staff and how happy they were because we were in the business of 450,000 applicants coming in per year, but we only ever hired 7,000. So if we weren't getting our goodbyes and our people who were who we met, but we said no to right, we were just tarnishing our name in the market. I want to talk a little bit about um, social media marketing because social media is so prominent in our lives and it plays an integral part in the recruitment marketing strategy. It's such a place where companies engage with followers and drive interested candidates to register for their talent pools. So in your opinion, what can industry professionals do to step up their social media game? Uh, So back to about being consistent and about giving first. is Be a person that somebody would go to for advice on their job, on their role. So I'll give you an example, maybe enterprise sales. So um, follow publications around good buyouts, merging acquisitions in businesses, and then share that as a little content, a piece of content, then add your thought piece around it to start off so that people would maybe start clicking for the article, but then they'll start listening to what you think about said things. So never just share, share with a comment and really show that you are thought leader in your space there. Second aspect is that we usually, when we think social media and recruitment, we think it's synonymous with LinkedIn, (laughs) which is important and definitely is a great platform but then ask ourselves as we transition into businesses that have millennials and younger as the biggest core recruitment market that we're trying to address move to video centric life in the day fun short video pieces as your social media outreach as your primary outbound way i'd give an example of a previous company i worked for white hats if you look at their Instagram page and their Twitter pages, they focus on 16 to 24-year-olds and most of their traffic comes through those two social media channels. And it's all about being regular, consistent, fun. Another thing that I recommend in terms of people are a little bit worried about where does all this content come from that I'm going to push on my social media channels. You can use tools like Video My Job. I think it's super good. It allows anyone with a, um, with a smartphone, to live, in-edit, transcribe, and make fun digital marketing-ready videos without spend, without doing expensive photo shoots, when without taking time. 
Yeah, I think um, I saw an example of a day in the life video from Deloitte. They did a great one, which I think really proved successful for them because they had a ridiculous amount of candidates applying on the back of you know, content like that. So it can be super engaging and powerful in um, getting the the sort of applicants that you you're looking for. So yeah, I, I always say never underestimate the power of um, social media and just how much you can utilize it. I think you know as we as all these new social platforms keep developing and improving, uh, it becomes an even more powerful tool for the recruitment industry. And it's not something people should shy away from. It's something they should be um, utilizing and, and understanding more and more. And um, yeah, social media recruiting is becoming this big thing and understanding how the game works and how to be a part of it is essential to just being an all-round recruiter. I would also say it's all about the connections that you make. So not the, I have said number of followers, I've said number of connections. Mm -hmm. When somebody likes the post, look at them, add them. When somebody comments, respond back. Um, there are 25 algorithms that run LinkedIn. Yeah. And one of them actually promotes posts that have more comments and more reshares than ones that don't. So, don't just look at your like column. Dive in trying to elicit through calls to action and questions in the original post, people to have an opinion in the comment section. I've seen so many times a post goes up and I look at said business and everyone from any position has liked in the company, like, 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 like. Yeah. LinkedIn is not going to promote that. Get people to start talking about what's being posted. Yeah. When used effectively, employer branding tactics can really provide a differentiation factor that sets the company apart in the minds of candidates. What are the best ways companies can show off their employer branding through content, design, and personalization? I would suggest they, the company doesn't. Start off with what do your employees actually think? Elicit genuine feedback through two ways. Sentiment tracking through a system like Pecon to see how happy your um, staff are and why they like being there or shoot them and encourage them to go to Glassdoor and give genuine feedback on what it's like as a company. That is super scary in both instances because you're going to be listening and you're going to hear good stuff and bad stuff. But what you want is truthful stuff. Yeah. So choose one of those. Second aspect is we as people are very good at seeing bullshit brag posts about how great it is to work. When you are with your friends in the pub talking about your job, does it look like the day in the life, oh, I, today I get very loads of joy from, blah, blah, that's not what it is. So people can see that. So stop the stock images of um, a United Colors of Benetton advert. Mm -hmm. Stop looking directly at a camera in a well-lit room that has no reflection on what it is. Get candidate-driven or employee-driven content, real stuff. So, for example, if you look on people's Instagram photos on their birthdays, what do they do? They go, came in, and it's usually there's always some super nice person in the office who remembers and has some sort of card or they dress up their, their desk. Yeah. Have as much of that. So, say, send us videos of what it's like to work. That creates... Number one, it's free content, it's regular content, and you can start sharing it and spreading it regularly, but it's also real. 
Yeah. And that's essential to um, creating the more personalized experience and also something authentic. Akbar, thank you so much for all your uh, responses today on um, recruitment marketing. I really appreciate you taking the time out and speaking to me. Um, so big thank you to you. Rose, thank you, Sim. Thanks again for joining us on the Talent Acquisition Innovators Radio. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, if you did, feel free to share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you're most active. And if you'd like to be updated on when our next podcast is going to be released, you can sign up at blog.recruity.com slash podcast. See you in the next one.